All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live nonstop Leafs talk starts now. And so the search for a new GM begins, presented by Botano. It's a Tuesday edition of Leafs Morning Take. Hope you all had a fantastic Victoria Day weekend. If you're in Canada celebrating, Nick Alberga with you. No Jay Rosehill, as you see on your screen once again. He is with family. He is working, I believe, today, of course, as a firefighter. But he'll be by three hits with Rosie. is coming up in about five minutes from now. And rest assured, he had a lot to say once again as the GM search begins and gets underway for the Maple Leafs, given... You know, following, uh, you know, one of the more chaotic and crazy weeks in Leafs Nation, I would say in recent memory, maybe in the last decade, maybe even dating back to the last regime change. So there's a lot to talk about, which is a great thing for us, because, again, the Leafs have been eliminated now for about, what, almost 10 days, but no shortage of activity, no shortage of conversation. We love everybody here who's been watching, pumping up steam with us. Um, Should mention as well, Mark Masters at TSN will be by in about 10 minutes from now. We'll break down the uh, chain of events that led to last Friday and pretty much the Leafs firing Kyle Dubas, although I believe they elected uh, for not to renew his contract. So he's technically employed by this team until the end of June. But nonetheless, it's uh, it's the little things in the wording and the verbiage. But nonetheless, he will be a free agent at some point in time over the next uh, couple weeks or the next uh, five weeks or so. But so many decisions ahead for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Did you guys see this, by the way? 
Remember the quotes and comments from Kyle Dubas last Monday, the weird, weird, strange presser to finish up the season. I won't be popping up anywhere next week. Now, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but again, we brought this up on the show a couple weeks back, even before the season concluded. Kyle Dubas and the thought of him going to Pittsburgh. Personally, I think it checks so many boxes as to what Kyle Dubas is looking for. Autonomy, pay, um, you know, a leadership-type role. Everything you can imagine if you're Kyle Dubas, the Pittsburgh Penguins can offer that. And to the best of our knowledge over the weekend, variety of different sources, I believe Darren Dreger was the first to report it. It's believed that the Fenway group was granted permission to speak to Dubas. So I would say in the next 24 to 48 hours, as I have this conversation on Tuesday morning, we'll find out and we'll have clarity. Is Kyle Dubas interested? If so, I think this moves quickly. And I don't know if I can sit there and call him a hypocrite if he does take a job, because I don't think in his wildest dreams he could have predicted it playing out like this, where it's like, yeah, I got to work. I need to find a job. Well, he doesn't need to find a job, but I mean, he's in a scenario where he's got to move on. He's not coming back to the Toronto Maple Leafs, so I fully get it. But I, I just think it would be kind of, uh, kind of funny if he did pop up somewhere next week. Although, stranger things have happened in this NHL world. As you see on your screen, he did put up a release uh, earlier on Tuesday. I won't read it all, but pretty much very classy, very Kyle Dubas-esque. Uh, I love the uh, the Dubas family ending. Talked to a couple friends that they said that wasn't a jab, so uh, I'll stick with them. But the PR storm has been really, really keenly, uh, you know, intriguing to to monitor the last couple weeks, and uh, specifically last Monday, specifically last Friday, and now a bit of a response from Kyle Dubas. But uh, are we we shocked he decided to take the high road? I'm not. I think he takes the high road. He moves on. And, and at some point in time down the road, we will find out what transpired in this scenario. But that is the very latest. Cal Dubas um, reportedly granted permission to speak with uh, the Fenway Group, who owns the Pittsburgh Penguins, of course. And he put out a release earlier on Tuesday as well. Didn't, didn't say much. You can go out there on social media and check it out. But pretty much just thank the city of Toronto, Brennan Shanahan and Company, and uh, signed off with the Dubas family at the end. So I just think it'd be so fascinating if Kyle Dubas did pop up somewhere else next week. But nonetheless, I digress. Matter to subscribe, tap that like button, leave us a review wherever you're checking us out at the Leafs Nation 401 on YouTube, at the Leafs Nation 401 on YouTube. Additionally, we're available wherever you can find your fun podcasts. Don't forget to visit theleafsnation.com for all the very latest on the Toronto Maple Leafs. And thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns, drop us a line in the chat down below here on YouTube. I'll get to it a bit later on the show. So again, Jay Rosell is coming up momentarily. So is Mark Masters at TSN. But first, let's get over the boards. So the other piece of news from over the weekend, Elliot Friedman uh, on Saturday saying the Maple Leafs trying to map out what the Leafs are looking for in a new GM stemming off what Brendan Shanahan last, uh, said last Friday. They're looking for someone with bite. A veteran, so not anything new that we didn't know already. Um, I just think anytime I hear that word bite, I think of Brian Burke. Ultimately, do I think he's coming back for another tour? Unlikely, but there's no shortage of veteran names out there already. I know Brad Living, formerly the Calgary Flames, is the biggest name right now, and many books, in fact, have Brad Living as the leading candidate to get this uh, Maple Leafs job. But rest assured, I do think some people are going to come out of the weeds, some names we've heard. George McPhee, of course, is the president with the uh, Vegas Golden Knights right now. Doug Armstrong with the St. Louis Blues. Mark Bergevin currently, uh, you know, biding his time to get his next job. Of course, formerly of the Montreal Canadiens. Ray Shiro is out there. Like, there's some big-time names out there, and that's why I think it'll be a big-time scope of who potentially could get this job. And 
Um, I like the fact that they came out there abruptly um, and bluntly, I should say, on Friday and said, this is what we're looking for. And now they can build off that. So if you're in the chat right now, who would you like to see as the GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs? Hit me up with that. Again, I know a lot of you in the chat, a lot of you on social media are still stirring a bit from the news on Friday. I don't think any of us expected Cal Dubas not to be back with this team, but it's unfortunate you got to move on sometimes. So hit me up in the chat. Who would you like to see as the next GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs? With that in mind, I'm going to turn things over to my astute co-host, Jay Rozo. Three hits with Rosie. Hey, you guys, welcome back to Three Hits with Rosie, still live on location. So pardon the audio if it's any different, but I'm feeling pretty comfortable. I had a weekend to kind of digest the news that I got on Friday. And I went back, looked at Shani's interview uh, front to front to back. I really like that it was just, I mean, when people bitch at Shani for not talking or something, not being there with what, like whatever, like whatever he did, I'm completely fine with. He took his time. It was well laid out. He didn't bash anybody. There's no controversy to it. It all made logical sense. Um, in that media and in that market, why would you un unload information any other way? So I'm totally happy with how that went. Um, feels like we get somewhat of an understanding of what happened. You can kind of read between the lines if you want. But nonetheless, what's going to happen here is there is a seismic change. And who this new guy, who is he going to be or a girl? I'll get to that in a second. But um, this team is going to have an overhaul. I thought we were, for some reason, going to have kind of a quieter spring and let some rumors fly and this and that. And it's just like a Hail Mary into this whole thing is going to be different. And I'm totally jacked about it because it's going to be an exciting spring. We're going to see what happens. Like, I can't wait to see what the team looks like in training camp because I thought I had an understanding of what it would probably do. And now I'm just like, it could be anything. Um, the second thing there is, you know, a lot of people are saying Haley Wickenheiser keeps coming up and like, I know Haley, I used to train with her, very smart, unbelievable athlete, really awesome. And it would, why people most likely would want that is it would be an awesome story, an awesome thing to see. And the first woman GM, and there's all these other things that, you know, why that would be a good thing to a lot of people. And that's all true and fine and dandy, but that's not the Maple Leafs goal right now. And I think that their goal is to get this thing on the rails now. And I think even Shanahan said it, we need someone with a ton of experience. So regardless of being a man or a woman or anything, I don't think that is the play to go with a Haley Wickenheiser right now. I don't think anyone with, with a low amount of experience needs to do this. I think for my bet right now, which is my number three, as I'm just blending them all together at night, but Ray Shero is a guy that I want to see come in there. I want to see Ray Shero come in and, and create that environment that the Pittsburgh Penguins had in their heyday. And is it exactly the same? Of course not, but he knows what it looks like. Yeah, they had Malkin and Crosby, and but they drafted from within. They had some unbelievable contracts and signings. They got their stars jobs done. They kept that crew together. And the guys they brought on, they got them to step up and they got them to play over their heads and over their salaries, essentially. And it's just the culture that was there. That man knows what it looks like. And he could probably come in right now and say, this is what I think is wrong with this outfit, i.e. the Toronto Maple Leafs. And here's what I'm going to start doing once I take this job to try and figure it out. And I would love nothing more than that to happen. A guy with cups and backgrounds and you can say oh that team was built for him or this that no the culture under that man's tutelage in 
Pittsburgh. I remember it, and it was first class, and I think their record spe uh, speaks for itself. But if he even wants the job, it's a different story. Lots of names are going around. Um, again, I think we can play this game for a long time, but uh, number one to me, you got to have experience no matter what. We did that with the Dubas era. We did this, oh, we're doing something neat and different with the, look how young this guy is, but he's a total whiz kid, and he, does, he looks at hockey a different way, and we're keeping up with the times. It's like, hey, we'll try that, and, and we did, and for... You know, a lot. I really thought that the names he put on paper, he did a pretty good job at it. I think it ended up being a little bit misguided in the style of hockey they played, but he got a lot of. He put together a pretty damn nice roster. I never thought that he was, um, you know, as much to blame as other people for their 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 shortfallings. But this new guy that comes in, I just I look forward to him having a bunch of experience and saying this is what it looks like. I'm ready for this job. Here's how I'm doing it, and then watch him start pulling triggers. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Speaking of pulling triggers, holy Hannah. One and only Jay Rosehill bringing the heat as per usual. His thoughts on the new GM search for the Toronto Maple Leafs at this time. So happy to bring in Leafs reporter for TSN. It's Mark Masters. Mark, thank you so much for doing this. Can you believe we're in this scenario given what transpired like what eight days ago in the the muddy the, the Monday podiums? Well, I guess after Monday, uh I could because Monday was so kind of strange you don't usually hear that right Kyle Dubas emotional saying he's not sure he even has it in him to continue on he has to talk to his family so that immediately is something incredibly different because until that moment the entire exit interview locker cleanout day whatever you want to call it had been really kind of going to script with the players saying things that are very similar to what they've said in the past uh, waxing poetic about how much they they like the culture that Kyle Dubas has built how much they enjoy working with him and then to hear him say he's not sure, uh, it sounds like it raised some alarm bells with Brendan Shanahan as well. So we did not see that coming. Uh, that's one of the more fascinating 
uh, news conferences that I've been a part of, uh, especially in the context of a locker cleanout day where everything is pretty scripted. You know, you talk about it. How are we going to frame this season? And especially Dubas himself had been a guy who in the previous cleanout days had been very strong. You know, if even the Montreal after that series, you know, he was, he, I guess he understood he had to be even stronger uh, in his support of the players. So to hear him talk about that and to talk about uh, how he might have to adjust his plan there was a lot of stuff that 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 kind of reshaped the conversation around the Leafs, and and then a few days later, you could kind of feel it coming. The longer it went, that he would not be back. But um, one of the more fascinating weeks I've ever had covering covering the Maple Leafs, that's for sure. I laughed when uh, Brennan Shannon's like apologies for the news dump uh, on Friday. I think they knew exactly what they were doing. But uh, thoughts on the uh, the Dubas letter here on this Tuesday just came out about what forty minutes ago or so. Yeah, not much really to, to look at with that. He's he's not engaging really with the, you know, I mean, Brandon Shanahan gave, a, was an 11-minute opening statement breaking down how so. the negotiations <laughs> broke down. Uh, that was uh, something I had, that, that's, that was another uh, incredible moment in, in, in a crazy week for the Leafs. Uh you know, I you know I read it. You know, it's 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 the way Dubas carries himself here. He's not he's not going to get engaged in this. You know, I think just yeah. reading it, he said that he he wasn't decided yet, right? And in that time, he was still working things out. Um, so that that was the one thing that that stood out to me because obviously Shanahan had mentioned that he had gotten an email from Dubas on the Thursday before the Friday, uh, where he was dismissed, uh, saying that you know I want to still be the GM. So, um, yeah. There's not much to take fr from that. Uh, good to hear from from Kyle Dubas. And the question, I guess, now is: Will we hear from him in the context of him being part of a another team sooner than later? Yeah, the rumors are already spiraling out there, whether it's Pittsburgh or the Ottawa Senators. But I want to get back to the 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 podium on on Friday from Brendan Shanahan because I think it was just so unique in in so many different aspects that. I mean, you cover this team on a daily basis. How often do we truly hear from Brendan Shanahan? And number two, when he does speak, how elaborate does he get? Like, I was stunned. My jaw was hitting the floor just watching that. Just the detail he went into uh, through the entire week. I didn't see that coming. Did you? No. No, because I guess he could have just come out and said, listen, it didn't work out. Yeah. Um, we've decided to move on. Uh, and I'm not going to get into it. But clearly, he. it was almost like you're watching a breakout play out in real time, you know, because it was emotional. <laughs> Right, Kyle was emotional, and Shanahan. Although there was there was no emotion in in maybe his voice, there was the emotion in the in what he was saying. And he was he's like, listen, I want you to understand because he wanted him back, right? At least you know that's what he's laying out is is we wanted him back. We thought he did a good job at the trade deadline. Uh, we were all this week, you know, and you know he he felt like that Monday news conference. You know, he advised Dubas not to to do it. Uh, it just didn't feel like they were on the same page anymore. And it felt like he's like, I'm going to make it very clear exactly how this happened, which I appreciate. Of course, the media is going to appreciate. It, and I think it's good for the fan base to understand the more information, the better. You got to respect this fan base's covering. They, they want to, well, how did this happen? You know, how is Kyle Dubas not the general manager anymore? Um, so he laid it out very clearly. I think what I just talking to some of family and friends is they're, they're, <laughs> the, the, you know, the, the 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 most interesting thing is that he was they were they were happy with the job Kyle Dubas was doing because there would have been I think a, an argument to be made that it was time to make a change regardless, just because this didn't seem to be yielding the results that they were looking for. But 
Brandon Shanahan made it very clear on a number of occasions that he really liked the job Kyle Dubas was doing and that what he did at the deadline. And they seemed, you know, with the hockey stuff to be, you know, on the same page. So it was, uh, it was, it was a different situation because you're right. I don't think we, we had not heard from, from Shanahan in that, in, in a news conference since the locker cleanup day the year before where he sat beside Dubas and talked about the season. So it had been a while. So anytime he's at a podium and you have a chance to get him on the record, it's interesting, whatever he says. And the fact that he would be so open and detailed about how this broke down speaks to how unique the situation is. Hey, you don't need to comment on this, but I come from that world, the corporate world, and I know the PR spin to everything. So I was not as shocked, I think, once he started going in detail, because you got to get ahead of these things. And certainly, I think Kyle Dubas will take the high road in this situation. Uh, but yeah, there's just so many fascinations with this whole scenario, obviously, from the Dubas thing, how it played out on Monday, to Shanahan speaking. Um, you've got a pulse on this team. It really feels like a civil civil war right now with the fans. Like you got the Dubas backers, you got the Shanahan backers, and you got the people in between. Like it really is chaos. And I just think this whole doom and gloom scenario is overblown. I don't know if you feel the same way. I think last time I checked, there's still pretty damn good players on this roster. Oh, for sure. A lot of teams would love to be in this spot. They have the talent and they just have to figure out what do we do? Um, I think that the angst comes from the fact that there isn't a clear path forward unless you believe that just keeping it going. Like the, the whole idea kind of was like, you got these elite guys, you just give them enough cracks at it, it, it it's going to work out uh, and it hasn't yet. And now all of the contracts that we, that created a lot of angst many years ago are back up soon. Clearly, obviously Austin Matthews and Melander can, uh, sign extensions uh, this summer. And if they don't, that's going to create a whole different set of stories that uh, carry into next season. And then T Tavares and Martin are not soon behind. But yeah, I think the angst comes from the fact that it's not, it's, it's just not clear. Do they need to make a big move? Well, Shanahan kind of, you know, backtracked a bit on that. You know, you know, Dubas in his comments on the Monday said, everything's on the table. I might have to adjust my plan. And Shanahan said, well, the timeline might not be the way, you know, everyone wants it to be. Um, you know, change for the sake of change isn't always a good thing. They have these guys. They have like some of the best players in franchise history on the team right now. And that's, that's a special thing. It's just you want to make sure you maximize it. But as we sit here today, this is a team that you go to bed and you know they're making the playoffs the next season, no doubt. And they're going to have a strong regular season. And there's just not, not every team can say that. So they are still in, in a, you know, as much as it might feel like things are disorganized right now, um, it, it, they're still in a very good spot. Look, Mark, am I stretching this narrative? Like, to me, I can draw a lot of comps to the Toronto Raptors where you have to make some tough decisions sometimes. And Kyle Lowry, I'm trading your best friend. And I think you look at the relationship fostered with Kyle Dubas and Austin Matthews. And to an extent, I can draw some comps. Can you? Like, I think sometimes decisions are going to be made and maybe they're tough ones. And in, in the short term, they don't look great. The long term, they could look good. But there's an element of risk with anything in life, no? Right, a hundred percent. And you know what you're getting with these guys in the in the regular season. You're hoping there's more there in the playoffs. But Marner's a hundred point guy. I know he, he's come up a bit short in that category the last. But he's a hundred point guy who's nominated for the Selkie Trophy. William Nylander is a forty goal guy who makes you believe there's even more there. So maybe there's another level there. I think there's he can score more than forty goals for sure. Austin Matthews, his minimum season is 40 goals. You know, I, he's going to probably be better than that next year. You know, John Tavares, you know, he's getting on in years. But even though he is getting older, he's still a point-of-game guy. Like, um, 
so you, you've got a great baseline there. And is there more to give in the playoffs for sure? I mean, we've seen what happens. The offense seems to dry up, but um, is it busy? Do they need to, to make a big trade? I found the interesting reporting from Chris Johnston, the TSN Hockey Insider, said that Shanahan spoke to the four, you know, the key players and, and kind of they, those players, his reporting is that they left out conversation feeling like they're back probably, like that there might not be that, that big move. Uh, coming that they, they, they might not need that 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 core shattering trade or core altering trade. We saw it worked out for Florida, right, with Matthew Kachuk, but it didn't work out for Calgary, right? They missed the playoffs. How much of that was coaching? There's an argument to be made for that, of course, but it's a it's a it's a tough needle to thread, right? It's tough to make a trade like that and come out better and be in a better position. And until until Florida snuck into the playoffs, it was not looking so hot for them either this this season. Exactly. Um, so the, the margins are so thin and now you got a guy coming in, whoever it is, who's going to have a short period of time to figure this all out for, for, for next season, at least. So it's a tough spot. So you can understand why they're pumping the brakes a bit and saying, well, maybe we're, it's not going to happen this summer and they'll see how the start of the next season goes. And maybe it might be as simple as a coaching change, right? Um, what three of the four conference finalists are, have a first year head coach. So that always is the easiest thing more than a trade. And we'll see. We don't know the future of Sheldon Keefe. That's going to have to wait and see what the GM says. But it wouldn't be a surprise, obviously, if a new GM wanted a new coach. Yeah, personally, I think everything's still on the table. I mean, like, what are they going to tell these guys? No, we're going to trade you all. Like, I think you have to do some damage control at this point in time. Maybe it's because I watch too much reality TV and specifically Big Brother. Damage control has to be part of the game right now, Mark. And I think they got to do their best. Like, Guys are obviously pissed off, but I'm sorry. You got to win. If you don't win, there are going to be changes. It's pretty simple as that. I loved Kyle Dubas as well. It was unfortunate it didn't go in the right direction, but they move on with this search. So the clock starts to tick. I mean, you referenced it, man. Like these, Some of these no trades kick in on July 1. It's a big job ahead. What kind of timeline do you think you would give to a, a role like this? Is this something they have to figure out in the next couple of weeks? It was kind of... Uh... I mean, I was reading back the transcript of Shanahan's comments. Like, I want to be thoughtful and thorough, but it has to happen like really <laughs> soon. <laughs> Talk about a tough needle to thread here. So I'd expect it to yeah. be kind of a, you know, I don't think they're going to be interviewing everyone under their son. They've got a pretty, you know, if, if you're going for a guy with experience and you're looking at specific GM experience in the National Hockey League, it's a shorter list. So uh, I don't know. It's got to be pretty quick. I am expecting something, you know, as, as Shanahan said, relatively soon here. They can't waste time. The draft is looming. They don't have a ton of picks, but they do have that first rounder. They got to get, they, you know, we talk about the core four. What about the Matt Murray contract, right? True. I mean, that might, that's one of, that's hanging out there, right? Like the goaltending situation. If you want to, they got to sign Samsonov. They got, you know, Joseph Wall's shown he can be part of that. Like, I think most people are looking at Samsonov Wall as, as a good tandem to start next year with. But what do you do with Matt Murray? You know, like you got to figure that out and you got that first rounder, but. How do you, it's a, it's going to be tricky. There's a lot, a lot there for the GM to sink his teeth into the new one. So yeah, they got to move fast, but they also have to make the right decision. That's why, that's why I think there's a lot of the, the, the fan base is feeling like it's, it's a step back to, to what it used to be, where it felt like everything was kind of on tilt and there was, was there a plan? Um, and to your point, Nick, you know, that might be why Shanahan is telling the guys like, listen, we still have a plan. The plan is to build around you guys. We believe in you guys. Um, because remember, Dubas said that, but that was, you know, they were on the same page hockey-wise, Shanahan and, and Dubas. They believed in building around these guys. And Shanahan, based on his comments, it's, you know, he feels like he still believes that that could be the case. 
I don't envy the job for sure. As we wrap, uh, the chat is on fire here on YouTube. Um, everybody loves Masters Nation, number one. But, you know, I don't know if you know where this is going. But number two, the pineapple wallpaper. People are loving it. You got to bring us the backstory on this, Masters. <laughs> oh, my favorite fruit. No, I, I, you know what? It's funny. My wife, this is, uh, when we came in here, she, this is, I don't, I don't even know. Like there's no story. We just like the way it looked, to be honest with you. You know, that's how Masters Nation rolls. You like the look, you go with it. You don't hesitate. So I, I love pineapple. I think it's one of my favorite fruits. I don't know about my fruit power rankings, but it would be really, really up near the top. But yeah, yeah, it does catch the eye. And, uh, you know, I'm a tennis guy and the top of the, the men's championship trophy's got a pineapple there. So maybe there's something to that as well but yeah i just like the look just like the look i like it buddy and the chat's on fire they love it as well and we love you man it was your first time guessing on this show we're gonna yeah. have you on again and again and again thank you so much for this and uh should be a fascinating next five weeks or so oh buckle up it's it's gonna be a fun <laughs> off season it's gonna be exciting and um thank you so much for having me i look forward to coming back on my pleasure take care bud the one and only Mark Masters, absolute gem. And yeah, the chat has been on fire with the old pineapple wallpaper conversation. So I'm happy we all got clarity on that. Many thanks to Mark for, for jumping on again. That's a, a very difficult job as well. I know Kyle Dubas spoke last week about uh, being the GM of the Leafs. How about covering the Leafs on a daily basis? And always unique to get that perspective from Mark Masters. From there, we roll to the Botano Wrap-Up presented by Botano.ca. The game starts now 19+. plus. Please play responsibly. To start off this week, uh, I'm going to look at the Western Conference Final, of course, Game 3 coming up tonight from Dallas. The Vegas Golden Knights up 2-0. It's so fascinating to me. You look at the NBA Conference Finals. You look at the uh, Final Four here in the NHL and just sweep, 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 sweep. The Denver Nuggets took care of the Los Angeles Lakers. The Florida Panthers, a team of destiny. I've been saying this for a couple weeks up now. 3-0 in their series against Carolina. But I'm going to look at Dallas to stop that buck right there. The Dallas money line on home ice, as you see on your screen, minus 133, down 0-2 in the series. Simply put, it's Jake Ottinger time. I would look at Jason Robertson to score again. He scored in back-to-back -back games after having 2-13 and 13 in the first two rounds of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And on top of that, Dallas is 5-2 and two on home ice. I do think that series is going to be closer than, say, it is in the Eastern Conference side of things between Florida and the Carolina Hurricanes and Sergei Bobrovsky, by the way, is on a different planet right now. But I like the Dallas Stars to win. I'm always careful to sprinkle in regulation because every game seems to be going to overtime. But if you feel as, as good in Dallas as I do, then maybe you look at Dallas in regulation to extract a bit more juice. But that's my play. I think the Dallas Stars bounce back with a victory tonight in Game 3 of the Western Conference Final, down 0-2 in that series. Uh, from there, let's roll to the chat. You guys have been on fire again. A lot of conversation about Mark Masters' pineapple uh, wallpaper, which I thought was tremendous. But uh, uh, just reading as well, a lot of love for Haley Wickenizer. I know Rosie spoke about her a bit um, in his three hits. Uh, John Greystone writes, Marner needs to go next. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I love Chris Johnson. I respect his reporting. I think there's some validation to that. I would not be stunned at all, at all, if Brendan Shanahan said, you know what? I'm going to call the big boys. I'm going to tell them they're staying. Like, what else would you tell them? The, the key examples I like to bring up, uh, Masai Ujiri telling DeMar DeRozan he wasn't going anywhere. Then he gets dealt. Uh, Mark Bergevin, when GM of the Montreal Canadiens, telling P.K. Subban, nothing, nothing to see here, P.K. You're staying. And then two days later, he was dealt to the Nashville Predators. The one thing I've learned in 12 years covering the NHL, working in sports broadcasting, 
expect the unexpected. Another moniker from my favorite reality show, Big Brother. But uh, just never say never. So uh, take everything with a grain of salt. You got to understand it's a bit of a game as well. And what else are they going to tell the big boys on the roster? Yeah, we're trading every single damn one of you. I just, I, I don't see that. So I think in a perfect world, they want to bring all four back. And as Mark alluded to, maybe that's the decision. Sheldon Keith doesn't come back. New GM, new, new coach. And, and that's sort of the card you play. And then you'll re revisit this entire conversation next summer, maybe. But obviously, a lot of it will stem from the Austin Matthews conversation the William Nylander conversation. And and that's my intrigue too. And I know I spoke to Frank Saravalli. You can check that out at the Leafs Nation 4-1 here on our YouTube page um, about what this means for the likes of Nylander and Austin Matthews and the negotiations next summer. And Frank seems to think that obviously it's going to have a big time impact because of the relationships. But I, for one, think it is so ridiculous, so ridiculous, maybe speaks to the players if this is the case, that everything would would stem on a GM. Like you've got to understand as an athlete, it's a fucking business, man. Like sometimes thing doesn't go, things don't go your way. And I like to reference the whole Masai Ujiri, the Marta Rosen, Kyle Lowry situation. Kyle Lowry was pissed. I get it. But yeah, you got your championship, man. And, and granted, Kawhi Leonard was out there. But I, I think like if that's what really Matthews and Nylander are thinking, then trade them. I don't know. Like it just, it's tough for me to swallow something like that where it's like, Okay, we get it. You're pissed off, but you got to comprehend it's a business. Like, what were they going to do? Give Kyle Dubas all the money he wanted, eight million, nine million. You take it. And granted, producer Alex made a great point off the air that Kyle Dubas sort of set the precedence to begin with that, hey, you want this, you're getting the money. And so it would have been the cherry on top if he got what he wanted. And uh, I don't know. I just think it's so fascinating that it just played out the way it has here. And certainly, uh, Kyle Dubas did a lot of great things for this organization, but folks just reading social media on the weekend, people need to relax with this narrative that he was the second coming. Like he was a really, really good GM and I think he'll do great wherever he lands. But I also do think it could have been time for a change and changes here. And we'll see who the new GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs is in the next couple of weeks. Uh, without a mind, I'm going to tie a bow on today's show. Many thanks to producer Alex. Fantastic job. The chat on fire. I'm happy to get to the bottom of you uh, of your inquest about um, Mark Masters and his pineapple wallpaper. So I'm happy we handled that. Jay Rose, another great addition uh, of Three Hits with Rosie. And again, Mark Masters from TSN for dropping by, giving us a unique perspective. He, he followed it in person. He covered it in person from the podium. Uh, Kyle Dubas speaking last Monday to, of course, Brandon Shanahan, his conversation on Friday in 11 minutes to open up that presser, sharing the intricate detail airing out dirty laundry like this is the drama we love i know it's unfortunate that's the maple Leafs, but this drama is very very interesting intriguing it's it's different like i for one as rose hill's been saying as well like i didn't expect much theatrics this offseason roll into another season but here we are just uh what 10 days removed from the season ending and all hell's breaking loose for the toronto maple Leafs. so rest assured we'll be on top of it again i'm nick alberga subscribe at the Leafs Nation 401, at the Leafs Nation 401. Thanks so much for watching and listening, and we'll talk on Wednesday. Take care. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.